All right, my recording's going. Are you good to go out there, Carl? Yeah. All right, good. So um, today, I don't know, uh, Vin, you sort of uh, you sort of came up with today's topic, so I'm going to drop it on you a little bit. But, uh, you know, so today we're going to talk a little bit about pipe bags and, I don't know, what, what, were, what was your inspiration here? I don't know. It was more or less just a sort of thinking about, you know, came about from our uh, last discussion about maintenance stuff when we went through the whole whole list each one could easily you know be discussed for a while and bags are certainly uh, a topic I mean they are called bagpipes after all right so it's always a it's, it's a big feature of the yeah. instrument right um, you know always always features into any maintenance consideration whatever you're doing um, of any kind so you know and the seasons are changing and you know might be time for a new bag so how do you really know it's time for a new bag right and what are the kinds of things you need to think about if you're thinking about changing your bag, your current bag, or um, keeping what you have and, you know, maybe exploring different things that are out there. Yeah, I mean, we've talked about this quite a bit at Dojo U. I mean, uh, it'd be interesting to sort of pull the audience. How many folks out there are playing, uh, you know, uh, what sort of bags, I guess? It'd be great to hear what you guys are playing out there. Ooh, we could have a poll. Well, there you go. That's kind of, Carl, you're on, man. You're on. Get that thing going on. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things where people have very strong feelings about why they like certain things, right? A bag is always one of those things that gets people uh, excited or, or not. Rob's All got, right. He's uh, playing Ross, and he's changing to Lee Goatskin. See, there you go. Ganaway. You've got a Ganaway with no zip and no collars, yeah. That's a, that's a great option, I think. It's just nice and simple. Moose bag. One hybrid, one hide. Yeah, you got two sets going. It's always good to have mix it up, right? Got sheepskin on the other set. Canmore, Shepherd hybrid. Oh, we got a quite, I'm quite an assortment out there. Yeah, I'm surprised how many goats there I've seen out there. Because um, that's uh seems new to me. Oh, we got Carl. He's out in the world. I'm out in the world today. Well, we're talking about pipe bags. So, what better place to talk? about pipe bags from than the uh, you know front of our store where we've got lots of these so Vin thoughts that, that's a Ganaway right yes yes my thoughts well I mean if you're if you're changing bags you know do you have an enclosed bag or an open bag right it's the zipper allows you to get inside and put all kinds of contraptions tubes traps what have you um, you know, what are the kinds of things that you need that for, right? I mean, you know, we're playing a straight hide setup, which is more a traditional kind of thing. You don't need access to the inside of the bag, so it takes care of itself. So you've got, um, you know, your sheepskin, typically, or your Ganaway, and you're just sort of loading in goop <laughs> from time to time. And uh, But if you need other things, like, I mean, I, th I think moisture control is really the issue of consideration, right? If you're going to be changing bags, you need to think about like how you're going to be controlling the moisture, whether you're wet blower or you're dry blower, somewhere in between, and, uh, and what kinds of things you need to control all of that, right? Right. So what's going to do the best job? And Sean's comments there about the, the grommets as a crutch. Um, yeah, I'm totally with you, Sean. Um, I, I don't, I'm not a huge fan of the grommets. Um, especially the Ganaway ones, they're this really thick rubber collar. They're great for holding the, the drones on there, but 
I don't know. They, to me, it just it seems like that's going to help deaden the sound. It's going to restrict the, the vibration of that. So I prefer the gain away with the zipper, but no grommets. Uh, and so you tie it on. Hold on. I think silence, silence, Vin. I just want to uh, <laughs> the. Uh, I just want to chime in and say, I think you need to be clearer, Carl, about the fact that we are huge fans of the Ganaway product. Oh yes. Yeah, it's an amazing product. We're just not super big fans of the uh, uh, of the grommets because we feel like maybe it deadens the sound of the drones a little bit. Yeah, I always I always find with the grommets too is I mean they definitely alter the way the drones sit on your shoulder and you have very little flexibility at movement. You know if you want to sort of you know change your position, sort of you know give that extra oomph to your blowing or or whatnot, you sort of have this sort of stiff ensemble sitting right here that doesn't allow for, doesn't, it's not forgiving that way, you know, so you're, you're stuck where you're standing, you know, kind of thing. Yeah, they're, they're a little better about that now. Um, the, the Ganaway and the Banatine um, and uh, Canmore have a little bit higher collars now, so you do get a little bit of adjustment. Oh, Ross, of course, is the other one. Um, that have the collars, and you do get a, f a little bit more adjustment than, than you used to with the old collars that were like this big, um, and the drone just kind of went in, and that's what you got. You can actually cant them a little bit more um, with the new bags, which I think is great. Um, and uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, there's so many What would so you say, would you say the pros and cons are of, uh, of uh, you know, you've, you've got basically a straight hide and sheepskin. You've got Ganaway, which is a sort of a sealed hide, I guess. Uh, with without zipper, with or without grommets, you've got like other kinds like Scotian, which is the L and M bag that's sealed, doesn't require any seasoning, um, necessarily. Um, so what is why and you have the Ross and the Canmore and things like that that have nothing really. It's just a sort of right. nylon. Uh, what are the pros and cons of all that stuff? Wow, jeez, I don't know. That that's definitely hard. I've got a bunch of them here. Um, just kind of, this is this is my sheep. It's in pretty good condition at the moment. Um, but uh, with the sheep in Ganaway, I kind of, and the L&M Nova, which is the traditional L&M bag that we're used to, the one that you pour seasoning in, they now call it the Nova. Um, I kind of group all three of those bags together in that they um, usually require tying in. Um, uh, with the exception of the Ganaway, uh, the they need seasoning of, of of one sort or the other, and generally speaking, they're going to have some of the best tone out there. Um, and the the L and M and the Ganaway are so far superior in their dur durability; it's phenomenal. Um, you know, you can get five, six, eight, ten years out of a Ganaway or an L and M. Um, if it's maintained properly. They really are phenomenal bags. So that's definite They've pro. Got great tones, great tonal qualities. The Sheep has the best tonal quality, um, but you get a trade-off here that the, the the Sheep is gonna last one, two, three years-ish. Right. Yeah, um, so that definitely comes at a price. Um, and, and the Sheepskin is one of the most expensive bags out yeah. there, and you're replacing it, so that's that's a a con, but consideration, I, right? Right. I, I, I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't say that that is something that makes it irrelevant because of how good the tonal quality is on the sheep, um, and the moisture control. 
That's another great thing you get out of all three of these bags. Um, I would say that the, uh, in order of uh, moisture control, natural moisture control, um, it would go the L&M, the Ganaway's the next best, and the sheepskin's gotta be the, the best out of all three at naturally wicking moisture out. Um, yeah. yeah, let's see, Bruce says there's a 15-year-old L&M, absolutely. I mean, I, I've gifted one of mine that I, I used as one of my first bags to another student 10 years later, and it was perfectly fine. So, yeah. The, um, well, that's, I mean, one of the, well, you keep bringing it up, too, is like tonal quality, right? That's one of the things that everyone talks about. No one really talks a lot about when you were talking about creating a sound that you like on your pipes. You know, we all talk about reeds and drone reeds and channel reeds and channers, types of channers, types of drones. Um, you know, no one really spends any time thinking about the bag, so that might be a consideration, right? If you're going to change bags, you want to think about what kind of sound do I want to produce? Um, right. Am I happy with the sound I have? Um, and realize that if you change it, it's going to change, you know, whether you like it or not. Um, yeah, definitely. Bags. Well, could I'll change. Could change. I'll play devil's advocate and ask, uh, does the bag you play really have that much of a difference in the sound of your pipes? I mean, come on, really? <laughs> I think it has some. I think it may be a little overrated. A little. I don't know. It's definitely tough. The biggest um, factors <laughs> The biggest <laughs> factors are going to be drone reads and drones. That'll be the biggest effect right. on your tone. But well, it does play yes. into it. For, for, you yeah. Know, it's, yeah, it's definitely a factor and it's, it's about balancing um, how things are going to perform when it comes to adding moisture in the bag, how it builds up, what kind of reads you're playing, right. how they deal with it. I'm um, going to interject and I'm going to say I'm going to say something radical here. I think the type of bag that you play is the single greatest factor in tonal quality above read selection and type of bagpipe. Go ahead. You may now, you, you may now uh, attempt to eat me alive. I might agree in that uh, there's more to the bag than just the bag itself, i.e., if you're using a synthetic bag, you have to have some sort of moisture control. That means putting things, in, more things in the bag, usually things that go into the bottom of the drone. Um, and those things are going to collect moisture too. Right. You know, as you're blowing into the bag, they're going to be collecting, you know, condensed condensation on the outside of all these plastic items that you have inside your, yeah. your bag. I mean, Andrew and I ch have been chatting about that a lot recently, like um, how to get a synthetic bag, which there are definite pros to, right? Um, not having to do any maintenance. They're super airtight and they remain that way uh, until they catastrophically fail. Um, you, so is it possible? <laughs> I, I don't know that we've come to any great conclusion, but it's kind of like with all the synthetic bags, you need to be putting things up the drones. That cannot be um, conducive to great tone. You know, our, our theory is that, you know, maybe the, the, the beauty behind the sheep and the, the, the Ganaway and all that is that you can uh, skip uh, that, that sort of, you know, the drone tubes and all of this that, that's got to have an effect. So I don't know. We don't have any brilliant conclusions there, but. Um, well, there's two questions. Sean, Sean asked the, uh, the uh, question, how can you tell the tonal difference? How can you, do you tell the tonal difference between Al-Qaeda and sheepskin, meaning the L&M, I guess, Al-Qaeda, yeah. which is really cow, isn't it? Yeah, it's and, cow. Right. And and sheepskin, 
and uh, also, um, you know, so so you have different things going on in there, right? You have you have just plain old seasoning, which is similar to both. Um, you got a different material, one that's more durable, which is going to last you longer. Um, so there's that comes at a price, like it's it's moisture absorbing quality or it's breathing. I mean, quality. here here's the answer, Sean. You, know? you, you take three sets of stocks for your pipes. And you put, you get a bag for each, and then you just switch the drones. Yeah, I mean, that's how you would tell the, the yeah. difference ultimately is which yeah. one sounds best, changing nothing but the bag. I would say, um, I would say, you know, if, if you're, if you're really, I mean, if, as you're playing one of these things, uh, if you're game for adventuring into the various bags, you know, and you want to try different ones, um, you know, use your own playing as a, as a gauge. Like, how often are you tinkering with your drones? How often, you know, are you messing with trying to get a stable sound? Um, you know, how long are you able to play without actually having to touch <laughs> the drones? That maybe um, things like that that uh, sort of play into, you know, how much work it really is to have one of these bags. You know, and, not, and that's outside the maintenance. You know, if you're constantly sticking things in the drones and you have, you know, tubes and rocks and all kinds of stuff like that, but you're constantly tuning because you can't get a stable sound, then a lot of things yeah. happen. Some, some things might have to change. You might need new reads. You might need a different bag. You know? There's two great questions here. Don asks what we think about the hybrid synthetic, and I'll get to that in one moment. I just want to point out Sean's comment there about you know every top player has a different opinion. Absolutely. Jack is, is changing his idea <laughs> about what bag he likes daily, weekly. I don't know. It's always changing. So, I mean, there's always that pursuit for what's going to be the best way to set up my pipes to get the best tone. Um, and now, as a great segue, the, uh, the hybrid bags. Um, this is a Bannatine. This is the new Willie McCallum size. Um, I'm working on getting this set up for, for my solos, see if I can get a really good tone out of it. Um, it's going to be a, a, a challenge, perhaps. Maybe I can do it, do a good job of it. We'll see. Um, no, the mean, other hybrids are basically what you're saying is got like a, one of those sort of Gore-Tex linings with a sort of Gore-Tex inside and leather or suede outside. So the Ross kind of fits into that as well, uh, the new Ross, because it does have a little bit more structure um, to it. Canmore also makes one now um, with the, the hybrid. It's got the leather on the outside. Um, I personally think that if you're going to go the synthetic route, go the hybrid route because they're so much more comfortable to play. Um, the, sorry, the, this is just the standard Willie McCallum's uh, Bannatine bag. Great bag. Um, the, the structure of it, I don't like that it has no weight because then my drones are heavy and the bag isn't, and I kind of want to be tumbling off my shoulder. So that's just a personal thing. I also think they're more... Andrew. Oh, sorry. <laughs> my mic was on. My bad. <laughs> um, I was just going to play a little ditty for you guys. Yeah, guitar strings are a different episode. Yeah. <laughs> what guitar so, strings do you use? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I like the I, I like the weight, and I like the, the feel of the... Um, uh, of the high the, the hybrid bags. Now you've got, so I think they're great. Are you to play anything inside the bag? And Bannatine has its own little contraption or something for, the, for motion control. I'm right? considering that new that new Bannatine. Um, I think it's called the M36. Uh, 
I'm Which considering it because... of the tube with a bottle on the end? <laughs> yeah, I mean, here's the thing about it. It, it, it does the best at keeping a very wide um, hose, and there's nothing that goes inside the drone. It's got the little rubber cup. Um, and they're not restrictive, uh, and it's very easy to tell when they need to be changed because they change color, which I think is awesome. Um, they go from like uh, orange to green. So that's one thing. The other thing I've been kind of noodling in my head, and I'm not sure how I would accomplish it yet, is thinking about moisture control from the opposite direction. Um, usually what we're doing is we're doing like a water trap, but then dryers that dry the, the moisture, uh, the, re, the, the air rather going to the drones and or channer. I'm wondering if we can flip that on, the, on its end and dry all the air that's going in and then supply a constant amount of moisture to the channer. So, you know, Banatine's got these, the um, drone read moisture controllers. I don't know that it's not possible. Is it, I think is it, it the could old Banatine, be. Is it Banatine that had the uh, the tube, the valve, and it had the canister? And it, is that the Banat, the old Banatine? It was like a series of tubes and little valves, and it had a sort of so, some weird canister thing that was on the end. I don't know if that was Banatine. It might have been Ganaway at some point. I don't know. I think it was the old Banatine system. Yeah. They've got they the new replacement like that you could turn off air to the drones and turn on air through from your blow stick directly through the dryer. Yeah. And, and it failed for me because I'm a dry blower and <laughs> I need moisture. Yeah, I mean, it's just something I'm kind of noodling to see if that's possible uh, to do that. I mean, Highland Drone Read makes the Chanter Moisture Read controller and the Drone Read controllers, but uh, I'm thinking maybe you could use it in reverse um, and, uh, uh, you know, load it up with moisture so that it, uh, the dry air goes through and it gives it a little bit of moisture to the Chanter Read. Um, I don't know if it's possible. It may not be. Andrew's got well, you have you have an adventure experiments in your future, I think. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think I understand you more now. So you're saying actually, uh, dry air coming into the bag and then and then trying to add moisture to the chanter read to the chanter read only, right? Um, in some way, yeah. Right. Instead of the opposite, where um, the where the it's always the moisture going into the bag. And that can be a problem. If we can eliminate that step, um, then we can be very specific about the amount of moisture that we're, we're providing. It could, be, it could be revolutionary, or it might not work at all. But <laughs> that's, that's my current thinking. I'm going to try it's it. It's not too far-fetched. I mean, I, I, especially this time of year, I, I have really found that I cannot play the bag cover on the sheepskin because it's just – it cannot – I think that that layer of insulation on my arm just alters the, you know, the moisture content in, in the system itself. You know, so I keep my, 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 my bare arm is on the leather, and so it creates heat that just maintains the moisture and condensation in this, you know, in the dry winter air kind of thing in a way that's, that putting a bag cover on just is not the same, you know. Um, and it's just the opposite in the summertime because you don't want your sweaty arm it's just like dripping moisture onto your leather all the time. Right. You want that insulation, you know. So uh, it's definitely, uh, you know, and all of this stuff for the hybrids and the synthetics and stuff like that. I mean, that seems like a lot of work, right? Yeah. Why not just dump some but, goop into a, some leather? 
and rub Maybe. it around. Here's the thing. <laughs> You've got a definite playing length um, with, with the leather. Uh, no matter what you do to it, um, there's going to be a time limit. Um, and with the, the synthetics and the drying and all that stuff, you can extend that, almost usually double it. Um, Jonathan Briggs points out here that Gibson has the uh, water trap that points some uh, moisture towards the channel. Yeah, that's great. And um, Bruce followed up there, is it consistent or is it regulated? And the answer is no and no. Um, it's just a water trap that happens to have a hole pointing forward. Um, so yeah, it's gonna send some moisture but nothing consistent, nothing regulated. Um, but I think it's a great product, that Gibson thing. Um, not restrictive whatsoever. Um, and it does do a decent job of, of, um, of uh, a moisture control. Andrew was thinking about getting one. Andrew, you wanna tell us why? If he's out there? Yeah, I'm out there. I, uh, You're thinking about I don't it. No, I'm flip-flopping all over the place right now. <laughs> I really, I just want to play sheep. Yeah, it's a tough decision. You know, like, I think yeah. one of the biggest things to pull out of all of these conversations is that it's like you really have to be conscious of how much moisture you want in the bag and right. how much moisture is ideal for you, you know, because everybody's going to be different. You know, everybody's going to put a lot more or a lot less into their bag, but the reeds and the pipes themselves need a, a certain level to, to perform properly. So how are you going to get it, get it to that point and keep it there? Um, it's, and, and so that, above all, I think that's your main consideration. If you're ever going to change bags, you know, it's it's really a matter of thinking about how much moisture is, you know, is going to do the best job for me and how do I control it, you know. Yeah. Um, it might not be, you know, these elaborate setups, you know, it might be just a simple sort of, you know, what the uh, Highland Reeds has those little elbows which plug yeah. into the bottom of your drones. It's just a simple tube with some desiccant and um, that does a sort of a, a a baseline job, and then you have more elaborate systems like the Ross, which has rocks that uh, mm -hmm. absorb your moisture, which you then have to dry periodically. And same thing with the Highland with the Highland uh, yeah. drone reed controllers. Um, and yeah. all these things do require regular maintenance. They require you have mm -hmm. to make sure you're checking them all the time, make sure there's no cracks, and make sure that the desk is still doing its job. Um, yeah. you know, That's some the, of the interesting stuff thing. Out after People time, say, you know, that oh, I'm going synthetic because it's less maintenance. Well, it is if you don't play regularly, but any of these drying systems, it's going to be way more work. I mean, uh, to, to, to dry out desiccant, um, it requires baking on a tray. So you have to dump all the desiccant out, bake it in a tray for like two hours at a low temperature so it evaporates, then put it in a, then dry, uh, cool it, put it all back in. I mean, we're talking about pebbles or rocks back into these things, so we're funneling, we're, and you get two canisters, which will give you about an hour, an hour and a half of playtime per canister. So potentially, if you're somebody who practices regularly for an hour, you're drying these out every two, three, four days. You're gonna have That's to buy a lot of work. Yeah, extra yeah, canisters. I was, I, when I was, I was actually, because I said I was, before I'm a dry blower, so I, would, I wouldn't do that that often. But right. I knew when it was time. <laughs> you know, well, suddenly you realize, like, oh, I can't. This is really frustrating. I got I got to dry my stuff. You know. Yeah. And then, then you got to stop. Either can soldier on and keep playing, or you uh, and and be frustrated, or you stop. You know, now you have to maintain your rocks, dry right. them, do all that kind of 
kind of stuff. And then you got to blow your dust out because then they collect dust after they dry. And then you know you, you always breathe in, and so you're breathing that stuff into your lungs, and you're hacking for two minutes. Yeah, but, uh, I, I like um, Michael's comment here that he was taught to keep a cover on your bag, and he was asking Ben if you you cover up the bag I, after I, flying. I don't start covering my bag until May, April. Hmm. I used See, to. We I used have. To back on it, but it, I, it was just frustrating all the time. Yeah. It was just not, I don't know. I just I find the heat of my arm being a lot better for uh, this time of year. We um we have several members in the band um, in Ornmore playing the sheeps that put their sheep in a giant Ziploc bag um, between practice sessions because in the winter it's so dry. Um, one of the things you fight with with any of the, synth uh, the hide bags is getting enough moisture in during the winter, especially in our climate. Uh, you know, it's so dry and cold here. So they're putting it in there to maintain some sort of equilibrium of moisture. Um, yeah. You've got to be careful with that. Say, like that that's it's too me, wet, Mike. it would like mold. <laughs> yeah, if, you, if you've got a lot of wetness going on, even in the wintertime, yeah, you can't do that. You know, keeping a cover on your bag might be a good idea. Yeah, um, these people just, aren't just perhaps exactly. playing every day like some of us are, um, <laughs> so that's why they're doing that. Yeah, and, um, but yeah, there you go. That, that's a good. That's a good consideration as well. Like, how often are you playing these pipes? If you have two sets, if you have one set that you're playing regularly, another set that you play occasionally, um, you know, what's going to be the best sort of plug and play kind of thing where you can just pick them up and go? Um, you know, synthetics definitely offer that. Um, in any one of these, you know moisture control slash sealed bags do as well. Um, as long as you can keep air <laughs> from leaking out of your bag, I guess, you know, you're in a, you're in a good spot with any set. Um, but once you push it past that, if you're going to be playing more often and you want a sound that you can be you know, pleased with, yeah. um, you know, you have to think about all these other things as well. Yeah, I'm just looking at all the comments here trying is to this, um, Is this an attendance record? 49, I think it is. That's huge. Wow. Welcome, everybody. <laughs> yeah, this is uh, really cool. I, I'm now really embarrassed that I forgot to turn off my mic when I was playing my guitar. It makes it that much worse. Ready? Check this out. Mary, Mary, says, that, yeah, Mary says that she likes to keep the bag on, uh, cover on the bag to keep the leather supple and reduce the amount of seasoning you have to use in the winter. That's a, that's a, a pretty good consideration. Um. <laughs> my God, Andrew. There we go. I got it. Sorry, continue. <laughs> um, yeah, that's interesting. Oh, you're right. It is because of the snow. People have nothing better to do than to watch. Oh, man, snow. really? Uh, there's no work yeah. or snow days. Yeah, it's kind of cool. Maybe everyone, um, who has a new bag they're ready to tie in? There's a good way to pass the time. How do you fit the stocks into a zipperless bag? Patricia, um, great question there. Uh, 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 Carl, okay. you are the master. You're maybe the world's most yeah. the world's greatest authority on this I don't know about that i can certainly yeah, answer that question inserter though. of stocks into the rubber sleeves rubber sleeves yeah but uh, I, she's talking about ones without that um and the answer is well there's two ways there's the traditional way which is you put all the stocks up through the neck of the bag so mm -hmm. you would actually push them all backwards up this way that will take you the better part of an hour. Oh, yeah. Um, that takes absolutely forever. The second way um, is to cut your holes 
or in the GAN way, they're already they're pre-cut. Um, and in order to get the, the stocks in there, you have to soak um, the area around the holes anyway, just to be able to, to get them to, to stretch so that you can um, put the stocks out. And I put all the stocks through the center tenor stock. Um, so I soak that one first and pop all um, four stocks, uh, the blow stick and the three drones, into the center. Uh, the channer stock, I usually can work up from the back. So I'll just push it in backwards this way. Handy tip. Um, that is forever. It's so much quicker. Every, yeah, like so every, much it, quicker. Some drone stocks are thicker than others, right? So some will fit through yeah. the neck of the bag. Others right. will never go through the neck of the yeah, bag. Yeah, sometimes you, you kind of have to check that first um, because other times you will have to work it backwards through the center, but then work it up through the, the neck of the bag. Um, yeah. Lee, I mean, Lee actually the, used the to use key, my cool hole punch idea from, from Pipe Hacker. Good job, Lee. Yeah, <laughs> cool. Yeah, that's... Uh, the. The key here, though, is when you do that, you have to make sure that it's it's um, soaked uh, with with water, and it's going to stretch because if you just try and force it through, it could tear. Um, and if you get too big of a tear, uh, you you can't tie the bag in anymore. Which, is, which just, is why, and this is the other the other aspect with the hide bag is why you need to cut a circular hole, and not you know not not crisscross. Like you've seen wow. some of the old style crisscross, especially on the hide. If you're wetting bags and you're, you, you, that, that that creates a nice little nice little tear point, which could easily just well, split right open. I, I have to disagree. I'm currently doing the, the circles as you suggest, this is but I'm not. I'm I am not convinced that it's the best way, and here's why: with the star configuration, that's where you cut. If you cut it into a pie, basically, with eight equal parts, uh, you have the potential to tear, as you mentioned. But you have the potential for it to tear on multiple of them, so that when, if it's going to tear, it'll be evenly distributed, so you won't get one long run. Um, and, and and that's kind of my argument there. Uh, with the circle, if you get it wrong, um, and it tears. It can potentially be a really long tear that's not gonna not gonna be salvageable. With the star, uh, you're more likely to be able to salvage it. Right. Um, All the more reason why you need as as clean a circle as possible, which is where my sort of copper pipe punch comes yeah. into play. You you're know, just not giving up, are you, Ben? No. <laughs> if well, you're able to create that perfect circle, there's it's not tearing. It's never gonna tear. Perfect gonna circle that is the right size. Oh yeah. So I mean, if you got the the copper hole, the copper pipe punch, um, is happen to be the right size. It's just smaller than a quarter, and it's uh, right. and it will create a perfect circle with no with no deviation. So if you're cutting by hand, sometimes you have that you just can't yes. get perfect, and you have a little bit crooked things. But hide is not perfect, so there could be a uh, a weak spot there that will cause it to tear. So all right, I don't know. All right, <laughs> I'm gonna have to separate. Myself. All right. So uh, there's a couple of questions that we've missed. One of the questions is, what is the best material to use uh, to tie in a bag with? That's a good question. Um, the, that answer, sorry. I'm sure Carl's got the answer. I can't do this. I, have, I happen to have a lifetime supply, for whatever reason, don't ask me why, um, of the old style artificial sinew 
I think they yeah. used it for various purposes, and it's like it's actually the far by far the best stuff. But you can't. I don't think you can get it anymore. Um, and it, Vin, is that stuff waxed? Yes. Yes. It's waxed. Yeah. Yeah. I've definitely I've definitely taken that off pipe bags before. Um, I don't think I have any qualms with it. I think it's good stuff. Oh, it's but, stuff, but if you're getting stuff today, this is what you want. It's a waxed nylon cord um, that is extremely uh, strong. It's got about a 200-pound test, um, maybe 150, uh, and it's not too stretchy, um, which is good. Now, what I've been doing lately, and I'm a big fan of it now, uh, because with a drumstick uh, and one length of this cord, it is definitely possible to snap it. It breaks, and when that happens, you can get lovely whip marks on your eye, face. Um, it's a little well, hairy. This, this is the disclaimer part of the show where everyone is recommended right. to use safety goggles. Safety goggles. But you can avoid that by doubling this up. And using two lengths, and this is what I've been doing: is wrapping it, is, is getting a big length, uh, you know, wrapping it two by two. So I'm actually doing the stocks with two lengths of cord. And this, I mean, maybe a, 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 a body lifter could break this. I certainly cannot um, break this. My drumstick will break before two lengths of this will. Um, and you do have to be careful because you could theoretically um, pull too hard in that it could cut the leather. Uh, but this protects me while I'm tying it in, uh, and I can regulate uh, the amount of pressure that I'm using on the, uh, on the stock as I'm wrapping. Um, and I think this is a really great thing, doing it doubled over. Um, it makes them quicker to tie in, so you don't have to do 15 revolutions. Um, you can do like seven. Uh, and it's really durable. Um, you can tell a good, a good tie-in job when the, when the joint itself, this, the, the waxed cord, feels really hard. Um, it doesn't feel like it would be soft or spongy. It feels like a rock. It's really hard because it's under tension. That's when you know it's a really good one. But definitely, definitely another consideration if you're going to be changing bags to hide, you have to make sure you either A, have the skills, or B, know somebody has the skills to right. tie in your stocks well, because there's nothing worse than a bad tie-in job. Well, I mean, it's it makes it unplayable. Um, yeah. And, uh, it's, it's or, just, or, you, or you order from a company that will do it for you. How, how much are a, is a hide bag, right? You know, you don't want to ruin it or, you know, right. have to be retying and tying again, you know. So definitely something to consider, you know. And the grommets, those rug the rubber collars, which we've disparaged enough, I think. I, I don't mind them. <laughs> are convenient. Them. Are convenient I don't mind these. The things just pop right in there. Um, but I've also found that they require additional sort of sealing to keep, you know, to keep them from yeah. actually leaking little bits here and there. So. I don't know. I've got the. This is the Banatine hybrid with the collars. Now it depends on your drones. Some drones are a little more narrow. Mine aren't, um, and this is totally sealed, totally airtight, and they're just pushed in there. Um, and the, it, this is a really comfortable bag, the Willie McCallum size. Um, my drones sit comfortably on my shoulder; they're not like straining to be forward. Uh, it's 
kind of the right proportions. There's not a huge, the, 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 the idea behind the Willie McCallum size is that it's a little larger than a small, but it's shaped totally different. It has a really long neck so that it stays off your forearm. So you don't have the bag resting on your forearm way up here by your wrist and causing tension. Um, such a small thing. You would think every bag manufacturer would have done it. such a thing. <laughs> and every bag would be yeah. that way. No, it's, it's a cool thing. It's really comfortable. Um, and, you know, I don't hate the grommets. If they're like these, <laughs> these groaning. <laughs> the the Bannatine grommets and the new Canmore grommets, they're they're thin, they're flexible. I don't get the impression that they're these that they're gonna dampen the sound too much. These the the Ganaway ones are just big. Now, like I said, I love the Ganaway product, just not these. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's just one more thing, isn't it? Like, the more the yeah. more materials you introduce into the system, the more possibility there is for things to just get on your nerves or go wrong, or um, you know. And it, and it goes and it goes from there. It's like, you know, it's it's like, how do you stay as close to the original setup as you possibly can without, and still like, you know, maintain a good sound and all that stuff. And it's you know, the minute you sort of introduce elbows and moisture canisters and rubber. <laughs> and and various other things, zippers. It's 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 just that one step further away from the the system that you need, um, which is just pipes, bag, reeds, and everything else should take care of itself as much as possible. So, um, and uh, really, I mean, it's, it's when you're changing your bags, that's really the the things you need to consider. Um, I'm uh, I'm all by myself. Where's my my co-hosts here? I'm here. I'm here. Don't worry about me. I think we, I think someone just walked in the store, so Carl had to grab them ah. there. <laughs> so um, let's look at some of the uh, other things. Now, Vin, you're a pro circle here, so let's get this in before Carl comes back. Oh, crap. There he is. <laughs> I heard that. So I'm not entirely sure what Sean means here, but he says, should it be a really tight circle on the stock before tying in? Like... Um, yeah, I think he means when he put the the the, the stock through the leather. And the answer is maybe. as long as it holds it. Well, yeah, as long as, long as you have enough yeah. leather to tie it on there and it's not going to slip out or anything like that, you know? Yeah. Um, I don't think it has to be perfect. I think at the end, I don't think it's impossible to get that nice, perfect, sort of even <laughs> line all around your stock. I mean, you know, you're, you're exerting too much pressure on the leather and things move and whatnot. But I think that's... Yeah. Uh, Sean also asks, do you feel hide or sheepskin bags are compatible with drone, drone valves? Well, first of all, you're not going to get inside the bag unless you're playing with a zipper. Um, or if you install the drone valves before you tie it in. Right, oh my god. <laughs> right, which is possible with some of them. I mean, the thing is, what happens when the seasoning clogs it up? Yeah, really. I just think <laughs> How do you get like, in? You untie it's it? It's inevitable that you're going to have gunk building up on the end of those, and there's no way to know. You know all right, no here's a... Here's a real question. Would um, split drone stocks ever work as a means of installing some sort of moisture control in a <clears throat> sheepskin bag without a zipper? Split stocks, meaning like a, a two-piece kind of thing, one with a base yeah. and then something that slips in? Yeah, exactly. Potentially, yeah, absolutely. I would say uh, so, yeah. Uh, yeah. 
could, that could work. Although, again, you're you're introducing another point, you know, where you where can leak. Yeah. Wrong. Yeah, it's, you've introduced mm. three more joints onto <laughs> your instrument. Yeah, it's more hemp. I, but I mean, if you were dil diligent about maintaining the hemp, then it was airtight. I see no reason why that wouldn't work. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, it might just be easier to buy one of the Lee and Sons uh, zippered sheepskin if you're going to go that route, because then you could just get on the inside, pull them out when you need to season, and then put them back in. But uh, yeah, Sean says yeah. there's a type of valve which goes in from the top. I guess where you put them into the top of the stock and it sticks in. How does it yeah, stay there? It's kind of similar to the moose valve. Um, you twist them and they kind of expand. Um, Would those things even work with hide? Is, is anybody out there playing a hide setup with uh, with these valves? Because the idea, I mean, the idea would be to, you know, the, the only thing that's going to alter your drone performance is going to be moisture, one, and, and you're just your ability to blow them properly is the second thing, which beyond that, if you're able to do those things, you wouldn't really need anything altering the airflow in your drones, necessarily. Uh, Gary's question here, do you even consider synthetic bags with zippers? Um, I would almost flip that around and say, I wouldn't consider one without one. Um, because the, the value of the synthetic bag is being able to get into it. Um, yeah. And the zippers these days are really phenomenal. Uh, the, the new zippers are, are much more durable than the ones five, uh, five years ago. Um, they're much, yeah. much better. They, I mean, they, they would constantly leak. They would wear out. Um, you're constantly doing things to try and keep them sealed. And yeah, there's nothing but, but a hassle. Um, but, uh, you know, you, you mean getting inside the bag also is important, especially if you're playing synthetic, to be able to dry out the inside, too, if that's what some, that, that's if you're really a wet blower or something and you're playing conditions where moisture is going to collect everywhere. You want to be able to get in there and, you know, swab out some of that, some of that moisture, you know. Uh, Gary, the, the, your, the answer to your question is uh, why do we tolerate uh, hide bags is because it's actually uh, easier. <laughs> um, the moisture control problems that you would have with uh, a, hide, uh, a synthetic bag without any moisture control would be phenomenal. You wouldn't be able to play more than 10 minutes, 15 minutes in some conditions. So that requires that you'd have moisture control which is going to end up being more maintenance. And by moisture control, I mean a drying system like the Ross canister, the Highland drone reeds, uh, the, yeah. the M36 banatine. All of that stuff takes um, a, a lot of, of maintenance. The hide bags, phenomenal. You, you season them once every month, two months, three months, depending on how much you play. And that's it. Just go. And they work. So. <laughs> yeah. I mean, again, we come back, it comes down to the moisture issue, right? You have to really be aware of how much moisture is right for you. And, um, you know, have to, you have to know, like, what its effect is on your instrument. Like, I mean, just mm -hmm. a, an example, I played the Scotian, the L&M Scotian sealed hide for a while. And it worked, but it's like, you know, I tried it in different phases. I had phase one, which was nothing. Then phase two, I had introduced... <laughs> one type of moisture control, and phase three was another type of moisture control. Phase four was a, in addition to a water trap. Everything, like, so I was trying different things because I knew their moisture just wasn't working. It's just like there was things were, and it was just weird the way it would collect in different parts and different places, and it was driving me up a wall. So you really do have to remedy that stuff. So you have to figure out what's the best remedy for that. Okay, well, I'm going to stick this.
this in my drones and see what that happens, see if that works, you know, yeah. or something like I don't that. Know. I'd almost argue in, in, in the end, a hide bag is almost easier, even with the seasoning. And the Ganaway. God, I love the seasoning of the Ganaway. I love the Ganaway. Seasoning the, the is so The bottom line quick. is that it's not a coincidence. It's not a coincidence that all of the top six bands in the world use hide bags and not synthetic bags. It's because they sound drastically better than a synthetic bag. And, you know, again, I know this is a rogue opinion. And uh, people think I'm crazy. Some people will think I'm crazy when I say that. But it's a F-A-C-T fact that hide bags sound drastically better than synthetic. Well, yeah, and, and all the top bands have moved to various synthetic setups and then come back to hide. You know, that's, that's a telling thing right there by itself. Um, it's not like staunch traditionalists being, you know, you know some of these all bands saying, oh, we've always been right. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's, it's, you know, they've, they've all moved around here and there and uh, always come back to something that works for them, which works for a lot of people. It's not, works for a reason, you know. Um, at some point, you know, yeah. at some point, Piper's realized this is the setup that, that produces the best result and just stuck with it for a long time. And, you know, um, that's where we all came from until somebody thought, hey, why don't we make bags out of this? <laughs> you know, because it could have happened sooner than yeah. that, but it didn't. You know, I don't know. Yeah. This, the scientific side of me wonders there's got to be uh, a more elegant solution. And I think this is kind of the, the evolution of all of the synthetic bags. There's got to be a better solution. But who knows? They might have gotten it right the first time. Yeah. <laughs> you know? But then again, you know, you have to think about certain things like it is a natural uh, it, uh, material, right? It's organic, it comes from an animal. Um, how long will that last? Will it be always be available? Um, you know, whether you're dealing with cows or goats or sheep or anything like that, you're always going to have to have a supply um, that is viable for the sound you want to produce. And will it always be there? Is it, is a synthetic option uh, more palatable in the long run? You know, for pipers of the future kind of thing. And if that's I don't the think case, we're going to get really, rid of beef. Sorry. No, well, that's true. I don't think that's so, gonna so go anywhere. Cow, we're, we're, that means we're all gonna be playing cowhide bags at some point. So how do we control the moisture and all those things? You know, um, it's I think not that, bad know, with the the Bannon, uh, the sorry, the the Ganaway seasoning, which is glycerin-based uh, seasoning. You don't have to heat it up. That does help control moisture. It's a good system. I love the Bannatine. I mean, in the end, it's really just a matter uh, of the Ganaway. goop you're putting inside the leather and and how well it does the job of keeping the leather supple and you know, moisture uh, sealed and sort of breathable and all that stuff and stuff like that. Um, you know, the sheepskin does tend to breathe, right? It does, it does breathe, air does leak out of that thing. And it's just, it's just at a level that either if your setup is sort of secure, it's, it's not going to be noticeable, but it, that breathing does control the moisture content inside the bag um, in, in subtle ways, which is why it's so good. Other bags don't offer that, right? You know, a cowhide doesn't breathe as well. That's why it lasts for 15 years. <laughs> so you can just like stay the same always, you know. Um. Cool. Well, one last comment, and then we got to wrap up. We got some last-minute housekeeping. But James, your your comment there that um, one of one of our favorite bags is the Ganaway without the grommets because they last long. They're as close to sheep tonally, and um, they're they're easy to maintain. But we got to cut off because Andrew has some things to to chat about. But well, we don't we don't have to necessarily cut it off. That it sounds kind of violent, uh, but I'm sort of in a good mood. Uh, but uh, 
Yeah, and I think uh, Ganaway is definitely the best tonal quality you can get, especially without the grommets, which is why that's what we would recommend. And then you can get that with a zipper, so you can experiment with all of you crazy scientist type stuff, you know, exactly. which I think is why that's a good option. It's definitely worth experimenting with different things to see what suits you, you know. I, I don't, yeah. I highly and the, yeah, it might cost there's, you some money. There's no one better. answer. <laughs> you know? It might cost you some money, but hey. I mean, you're, you're letting Carl and I put it on the table. Exactly. Know? So. <laughs> Just what All right. So, dust um, in pouring rain. Um, an umbrella. <laughs> yeah. Maria. Uh, Staying Yeah. <laughs> Nothing's going to work because the moisture is just going to go down your drones, down the actual yeah. top of the drones, and hit your reeds anyway. So it's, it, there's no elegant solution. Exactly. There Plastic are some pipes. tactics, which yeah. we can cover sometime. That'd be another another episode. <laughs> yep. So anyway, um, we got to wrap up a little bit. One of the things that um, many of you will have noticed is um, I, I, I sent an email out yesterday, and there'll be a couple more that um, Dojo University is is uh, teaming up with uh, Oren Moore Spring Training Workshop on April fourth, fifth, and sixth. And um, and I, I thought we could just talk about that really briefly, and that. Um, it's it's sort of the ideal place to uh, get some of the dojo you style instruction that you like to get, uh, but to get that in person. And so, um, and this year uh, we're doing a lot of things with the the workshop, you know, to make things um, super accommodating and kind of exciting. As a matter of fact, and I, I forgot to tell Vin about this, but uh, we're also going to. The members of the Oren Moore Pipe Band are actually going to be doing some teaching on Dojo University after the workshop um, as well. And so, um, you know, I want to draw your attention to that. And uh, if you go to OrenMoorePipeBand.com, um, you can get um, all the information that you might want to get about that. And the early bird um, discount is this uh, I think Saturday is when the discount ends. So uh, maybe that might be something that you're interested in. We'll all be there, um, and as well as other members of Ormore and other Dojo U teachers. And so you can get to know us a little bit, and we can do some of these classes, like especially pipe bags. You know, the, the real thing you want to do with a pipe bag is get your hands on and try different things, and, and yeah. we could actually play and uh, demonstrate the different types of tone that you get out of different types of bags and you know we'll be doing all sorts of stuff um if you check out that link if you're even mildly interested because it's a great opportunity for folks and and one of the big challenges we have at dojo u is that hands-on element and this is a great partnership that we've got going on with um, our more and more pipe band workshop in order to be able to offer that to folks and so and you'll also be supporting the band when you come out because it's one of our big fundraisers in order to get to Scotland. So um, I don't know. What do you guys think? What do you? What's on the slate uh, class-wise? I think we've got some cool. We've got like a fundamentals track going on this year. And uh, what are some of the classes you've got going on, Carl? <laughs> um, you don't even remember. I got. I, yeah, I got to prep all my um, my materials this week. I, I don't know what they are offhand. Um, they're, they're good classes, though. I remember reading through it not the, not more than a week ago, and I was like, ooh, I can't wait to teach this. This is going to be really fun. I've got lots of great ideas. So I'm excited. They're all hands-on. It's a key thing. Yeah. These classes are very hands-on. You can really start, you know, get in there, touch things, play things, um, yeah. and really get to know 
topic, you know, whatever it might be, uh, whether it's reeds or blowing or maintenance. And or bags. Meet, meet other people that do the same hobby that we do. Um, yeah. you, you can't they forget can't that. That's a great thing. Yeah. It's so nice. The other thing, um, you know, and other things to mention is that the workshop is hosted right smack dab in downtown Saratoga Springs, New York, which is a really awesome town. Tons of great restaurants and shops and things to do. Um, and the weather's usually getting pretty nice by that time of year. Um, certainly it was last year. Um, this year it's a little bit earlier in the year, but, um, but it's a great place. And then Albany is a really cheap place to fly to this time of year because uh, no one wants to come here because it's cold. But uh, but it'll be warm by then, and, and we'll be doing some great piping. And then the other thing is uh, we're playing a concert with our famous rock band collaboration on the Saturday night at a pub called The Parting Glass, which um, apparently has been rated the number three Irish pub in the world outside of Ireland. Whoa. Did you know this? Cool. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's like a whole new thing. In the world. We, we played there for years. But I did not know that. It's... Uh, so it's a really kind of it's a really great weekend, and then on Sunday we're having an or and more practice where everybody's welcome to come check out you know how we run practice as well. Um, yeah, and then if you're from uh, Mary Wallace's neck of the woods, yeah, Southwest Airlines. Yeah, it's like 120 bucks. I keep seeing the deals. It's like, should I go on vacation to Baltimore? It'd be kind of cool. <laughs> yeah, but uh, so yeah, anyway, cool place. That's one of the things that you'll hear us talking about a little bit in the next month or so, just because, you know, we really want to get Dojo U people. We really want to get them out to the workshop and, um, you know, get to know people a little bit better in person and have some good times. And um, I think that certainly before the early bird, I think it's uh, pretty inexpensive to come to the workshop as well. So hopefully you'll check that out. Um, so, uh, so, yeah, I think that sort of wraps us up here for today. Yeah, cool. I had fun. Hope uh, yeah, hope that was somewhat coherent for everybody. There's so many options. You know, you'll have to find what works best for you. I think like um, about the toys. You know, yeah. I could be crazy, but is John Bottomley joining us next week? Uh, next week, no, he's not. He's not able to do our our dojo use lunchtime and it's you know lousy jobs and things. Oh, okay, gotcha. <laughs> interfere with gotcha. bagpiping stuff. <laughs> you know. But uh, he will he will be uh, doing a class just to let everybody know um, coming up in a, in a few weeks probably the beginning of April starting the beginning of April. Yeah, I'm pumped about that. Yeah, um, so it'll be good. So look out for those those emails. Excellent, right on. All right, sounds good, everybody. Well, we will see everybody later. Great, great. Have a good day, all. Thanks for coming. <laughs>